Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And here's your host for Adoptive Parents Founded an Orphanage in Uganda, Dr. Grace Lee. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 38 of Career Revisionists. Yes, my adoptive parents are amazing individuals, and they are from Uganda, and I have visited before, and it is an amazing country, beautiful soil, and really beautiful people, too. So needless to say, I mean, apart from me, when my parents adopted me, I was 14. They have since adopted a couple of other children as well. So I have half-brothers who are African. (laughs) And I guess, in a sense, I like to say that, in a sense, I am half African, half Chinese, too, then, in that sense. So today, in, in today's episode, I wanted to follow up from an earlier episode that I spoke about, episode 34. And at during that episode, I mean, the title of episode 34 was, It's Not Too Late, You're Never Too Old to Learn. And in that episode, I took a look at what science says about the aging human brain on learning and memory and whether or not, you know, people can really be too old to learn new things. And that was what I had talked about in episode 34. And I don't want to have any spoiler alerts on this episode. So if you haven't heard episode 34, I encourage to you to listen to it. If it is yourself, a loved one and you are wondering if it's too late, if it can be too late for people to learn new things as they age, then I address that on episode 34. So today is a follow-up from that episode where I want to talk about why most older adults or seniors find it hard to learn new things. Like, why is that? And I mean, undoubtedly, it is true. I mean, as I was, you know, when I, when I, was growing up in high school, you know, when my, my, my adopted parents, when they adopted me, I went to high school in a smaller town. And the population of baby boomers there was a lot more than millennials. And so I grew up around seniors. I grew up around a lot of older people. And then when I went into college, uh, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to be a doctor. And one of the, one of the requirements if, of you know, being accepted into medical school was that you needed to have extracurricular activities. So, you know, that was my motivation at first to become a volunteer. And I happened to volunteer at an at a senior's care home. And it was called the Banting Pavilion. And when I started to volunteer there, my my whole role was what they called a TLC volunteer. And exactly, it means exactly that, tender love and care. I would go into the care home and my role was just to go and talk to the residents in that, in that section of the hospital. And I would just have a conversation with them because I'll, often some of those patients didn't have family around them or their families were too busy to visit or whatever reason, some of them were immigrants and they really didn't have care from family members. So they were alone in their old age. And my role was just to go and talk to them, play games with them, listen to them, just to make them feel heard and understood and cared for. And that was my volunteer role. I started it with the intent of checking off the boxes for a degree requirement of having an extracurricular activity. But soon after I started that role, I realized how much I enjoyed it, how much, how enjoyable, how much value there is listening to stories from seniors and older adults. Now, you know, when you're, 
when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, I mean, that, that was, that was how old I was when I, you know, when I first started my first four years uh, volunteering at that care home, it was phenomenal. Some of the stories and a lot of those patients had lived through, you know, second world war, some of them first world war and hearing their stories of survival, hearing their stories of how times used to be back then were, was just so captivating and, they have this way of expressing themselves and they have this wisdom about them that I was craving. You know, I was volunteering twice, twice, two hours a week on the weekend and I was craving that by the time the week was halfway through. So I'm definitely not shy in terms of, you know, when it comes to talking to older people and I have had uh, an experience in helping them to adjust to an, uh, a different age from the one that they grew up in, right? Helping them to adjust to new technologies, a new way of living, new mentalities that they struggle with, right? And so that was what fueled my my discussion to follow up with my the previous episode, episode 30, 34, was in my observations, in my in my friendships with a lot of older adults and seniors, I've noticed that they do struggle with learning new things. It doesn't mean that they're not capable of it, but they find it hard to learn new things. And so I have a list of four reasons why most older adults and seniors find it hard to learn new things. And the first one is a lack of confidence. A lot of adults, you know, past a certain age, and of course, there's no magic number to this, but a lot of older adults, seniors, they don't trust in their abilities, right? They have this reliance on technology now that they have access to it or reliance on their environment you know they they double check things they triple check things with other people in their environment or uh, any outside influences and and it's and part of the reason is because they've they already feel defeated by impending dementia you know an assumption that they're going to that that they're supposed to be forgetful because that's just the that's just the game of the the circle of life you know, and so they come to have that expectation of losing their memory or or their memory waning out that they've come to expect it. And so they don't they, they don't have confidence in their ability. And, you know, often like like say like I'll give you an example. So often when let's say that you're you know, there's a, a, you know, an, if someone were an older an adult or a senior wanting to visit a new part of the city or a new city altogether and they knew the way there you know they knew the way there they had no trouble driving and they recognized the path there sometimes they could catch themselves second guessing themselves and they might want to double check the map or double check the gpa you know to rely on technology or rely on asking someone to confirm just to be sure you know and that's a reflection of not having confidence that they really do know their stuff. They really do know where they're going, right? So that's one example of a lack of confidence. And it really does reflect in other ways as well. Sometimes when when, uh, and when somebody could be doing something, like uh, when they're so skilled at a task, and then they start to feel that physically, it starts to be difficult, more and more difficult for them to do that activity as they get older, then it uh, quite often gets, um, it quite often gets categorized under I'm I don't I don't know my stuff anymore when in fact it is simply a physical hardships of being able to carry that task out and they mistake that for I'm not as sharp in my memory of doing it 
you see. So then it's, again, it falls under a lack of confidence in their abilities. So the second, the second reason is a lack of trying. And, and I guess it stems from the, the first reason of lack of confidence. You know, they, they already feel defeated by their, their impending dementia. So they, and as a result, they, the resulting behavior is they don't go out. They don't go out to learn new things. They don't actively seek out challenges to learn new things and to challenge themselves in engaging activities. And, you know, there's this, there's um, a lot of well-intentioned loved ones or family members or friends, you know, they give them advice and they say something like, well, you're, you're, at an, a stage in your life right now, you're older, you should just relax, you know, you should just enjoy your old age, take it easy, take care of yourself, um, don't do anything too stressful, just relax. And and that advice, while well-intentioned, of course, well-meaning, well-intentioned, the flip side of that, the outcome of that advice, if, if they were to take that advice, is that they don't learn new things, right? And and on the, on the other hand, maybe maybe a lot of, maybe there are some some seniors or some older adults who believe that they're done learning or that learning is only for younger people who want a promotion or who want to finish school or who want to do well in school or who who need to obey their parents or 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 satisfy their parents expectations and they feel that oh well I'm I'm done learning now I'm at this phase of life where I'm done because I don't want a promotion or finish school when in fact learning new things of course, is not just good for your own mental development and to maintain that cognitive sharpness, but also it, it, it's, it's a journey of continual, continual personal development as well. So there's that aspect of it, you know, for that contributes to a lack of trying, right? Or maybe on the other hand, it, it can also feel daunting to be in such a fast paced society with increasing new technologies that you just can't keep up with it. I mean, even as, um, you know, that generation between, uh, you know, you got your millennials, you got your baby boomers, and the ones in between, you know, who who kind of feel like, well, I'm I'm just one year away from being a baby boomer. You know, even even in that in that bracket of generation, it could be difficult to keep up with all these new technologies that come out continuously at a faster and increasing fast pace. So maybe the lack of trying comes from just feeling so daunting to try to keep up with everything. And then you, it takes, you know, longer time to adopt to a technology once you've adopted to it and all of a sudden you hear it's obsolete. And then, you know, people, maybe there are folks who just don't want to go through that process all over again, right? And so the outcome of that uh, also leads to a lack of trying, you know, lack of trying to learn new things. So the third, the third reason is a lack of context, you know, and the context changes as times change. And, you know, some some seniors, some older adults, they don't know what they would learn new things for. Like, why? What? Why would I need to do that? Or why would I do that? What for? You know, so it's like that um, The con- within the context of their life right now, does it make sense to go through that extra challenge to learn new things? Like, why would I do that? So that the context is not really there, right? So they need to connect it with a new purpose in their lives whether that new purpose could be like leaving a legacy for their loved ones, leaving a legacy for their grandchildren or their children or for their peers that are slightly younger, right? For leaving a legacy or the new purpose could be wanting to achieve significance, you know, and to know that what they are doing is impacting and inspiring other people. Or maybe a new purpose could be a, one of leadership, 
know, and of course, there are so many examples out there of seniors, older adults learning things like hip hop dancing that are typically associated with you know millennial, young millennial, or Generation Z populations, and it doesn't mean that they're exempt or that they're not included in that type of learning. So. Simply having that context for yourself, you know, connecting it with a new purpose in your life, could help give that that solidification of why, you know, what for, and then therefore have that motivation to try and learn something new. So the fourth reason why most older adults and seniors find it hard to learn new things is a lack of support. I mean, most people just. Write them off as getting old, or so they should just enjoy their old age. It's like well-meaning. Well-meaning, but just a lack of support for, yes, you know, supporting someone who's older to go out and learn new things, to take those risks, to assume and choose their challenges, and even though it does bring some stress, learning does bring some stress. There's that lack of support and encouragement to go out and do that. So society tends to assume that you know they're fragile and they're incapable because of the myth that when you're older you have you know memory deficits and you are more fragile and you just need to enjoy old age and that's what people do you know that just becomes an unwritten norm. So there's that lack of support as a result of these assumptions as well of what seniors are or are not capable of, and not pe- many people actually encourage older people to go out and learn new things. And I personally feel that's a shame. Because there's a lot of untapped potential when you are older and you're learning new things of how you can inspire and how you can turn around and then teach others how you've learned it at your stage of life. And there's a lot, many advantages of learning new things as an older individual. And these advantages I cover in episode 34 as well. So if you haven't listened to it, I invite you to go back and listen to that other episode of my podcast. So well-intentioned friends and family—they just want older people to enjoy their old age. You know, don't get stressed, take it easy. And while that is well-intentioned, I think that there's another whole side of it that is this—that are benefits, that are untapped potential. That if that if you know older adults and seniors could just get a little more encouragement and support, and if supervision is required, then that that's fine too. But just some support and encouragement that they too can learn the things that maybe they didn't have time for in their careers when they were at the peak of their careers, and now they have the time and they have the discipline to pick up what they hadn't learned, but they've always wanted to learn. Right? This is now that they have the time to do it. Their situation is a lot more powerful than someone who's younger, who doesn't have the time, quite the time, and they have all these other responsibilities. You know, so this is um, some some support for oldest adults and seniors. I really feel is necessary to giving them that motivation to learn new things. So if you found this helpful, now I want you to write to me. You know, go to careerrevisionist.com and choose your play- favorite platform and write a review for me. And in that review, give me a give me a comment. Comment on you know where you're at right now. Do you are you you know are you an older adult or a senior and you're wanting to learn new things? What are what are those things you're trying to learn? Or is there someone in your life who is 
uh, older who is a senior, and you are looking for ways to encourage them and support them to learning something new and to taking on new challenges. I want to hear from you, and if you have any questions, leave them there for me as well because I I read all of my reviews and my comments, and I and I draw out questions from my listeners and answer them in my next podcast. So again, review. Uh, leave me a review. Your reviews are really important to me. And also, if you haven't done so, listen to episode 34. And I look forward to hanging out with you in my next podcast. <laughs>